talking about Westworld. Uh, Sam, why don't you tell the good people where they can find us while I update the uh, the uh, Chiron here and <laughs> fix this up. <laughs> the Chiron. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, right. the there right episode on there. <laughs> you only do so many things at a time. All right, it's fixed. Go ahead, Sam. Tell them where we are. All right, make sure that you go on to us at nerdsycopedia.com where you're finding all of our links to our different podcasts. Um, make sure that you're following us on social media at nerdsycopedia.com. Um, of, of course, you're watching YouTube right now, so make sure that you're clicking on the subscribe button and also sharing our uh, you know, podcasts and everything. Uh, we are on Apple, to, Apple um, Podcasts, iTunes, um, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you hear you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And also make sure that you are emailing us your feedback at nerds and nerdcyclopedia.com. Even the mean stuff. We read up, we read everything. Uh, so don't feel All like right. you can't be mean. Ken! Hey! Get it! Ken, Ken. So while, while we were getting ready for uh, set up for the show, Ken, uh, Ken, you were saying that you got a big Blade Runner vibe from this episode, which was uh, Dolores-centric mostly. So we're seeing that sort of that end of the scene. What did you think, Ken? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all the way through it, I just felt like I was in that future world where the machines were built to help us, but then the machines sort of turned on us, uh, and then now they became criminals. So now the machines are now sort of having to run and, and uh, not let themselves be known, or the humans will come after them. But uh, the whole vibe I got was Blade Runner, the whole thing, like a detective mystery, whodunit uh, type of thing. Uh, but but in the future, in space, also best moment, police override. <laughs> How cool was that? Yeah. Ambulance, not driven by anyone. Paramedics in the back doing their thing. All of a sudden, police override. They stop murder. That's great. I love it. <laughs> That was great. Definitely a Blade, a Blade Runner score tonight. A lot of synth, a yeah. lot of a lot of different like, a lot of like synth versions of themes we've heard before. Classical instruments, right? So, so definitely Blade Runner esque in that way. Uh, Sam, very tangerine dream. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, kicking us off here. What was your favorite part of tonight's episode? What was your pow moment? My 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 favorite part is any time that Dolores walks, man. I mean, she just like you know glides and glades. She she just like no um the ambulance is one of the coolest looking vehicles I didn't seen on a, a program movie. You know, just the way I, I just love the sound of it. You know, great sound editing and everything with you know all the vehicles and stuff. But I, I love like the the um the the look of the ambulance and the um you know the wording around of you know the you know emergency and everything. It, it was just a, to me just a real cool looking ambulance. <laughs> it's so futuristic too, and I love that it's the smart yeah. machine. It's just so intelligent. It can do everything. It can tell everything about the patient, and it's filled with the dumbest paramedics ever, <laughs> ever put on screen. Uh, it's not giving me a diagnosis. Uh, I don't know what to do. And you know, well, of course, because she's dead. She's dead already. She's dead. Was she ever alive in the first place? That's the whole she's, point she's of the show. Not, she's not alive. Yeah, she's not alive. That's the whole point of the you show. Know, Those guys were just as uh, just as confused as philosophers. Is she alive or not? I don't know. The last of the machine. Well, the machine goes ping. Uh, uh, so uh, my favorite. How 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 how? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Were you stepping on me? Don't step on me. What was that? I was it? stepping on you and everything. I was about to say, how about um um Caleb leaving leaving the paramedics out to dry? You know, hanging them out to dry and everything. You know, telling um um saying to the supposed cops, 
you know, who they were and everything. And then all of a sudden he just kept saying, okay, go call the police. And all of a sudden they just started shooting. I mean, way to just, you know, just hang them out there, you know, (laughs) it's the paramedics fault. though. He knew they were, they were useless anyway. Apparently so. They're they're dumbest paramedics in history. So, you know, and that's why I put them there. Uh, I'll I'll say this. My favorite part of the show is how the show has sort of slipped its boundaries, right? Which is this, this excellent sort of, lot of meta textual way of showing the Jurassic Park-esque nature of this show, right? Because the show is contained, if you think about it, by the credits and the opening credits, right? This is These are the borders of the show, right? And when we have uh, pre-show or post-show sequences, this demonstrates that the show itself is unmoored. It's the show itself has lost its bearings. It has lost control over what's happened. There is no boundary anymore. It's so excellent. Uh I'm just so impressed with the way they're putting it together. Are you referring to like the cold open? Yes, the cold opens. That we're seeing now? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I'm seeing more. I think in each episode we've had just straight cold opens Mm -hmm. versus what we had the previous season where it just goes straight into the credits except for maybe like the final episode or what have you. Right. But, um, yeah, it's been all cold open so far. So, so the show has slipped it. So they've, they've slipped their bounds. So it's like a metatextual reference to what the, the hosts are doing. So it's an interesting, it's interesting, an interesting way to put that, I guess, is the way I, the way I would say that. Uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. hi, very cool stuff going on there. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, about what Dolores tells us Insight has done, right? Let's talk a little bit about what that means. So <clears throat> so Dolores tells Cal that mm-hmm. what Insight has done is taken all the information that everybody produced for as far as much as they could get, loaded it all into this system and essentially generated an algorithm that attempted to predict the future and did as many like variations as necessary to get the actual the actual output, right? That's what she's saying that that Insight is doing, and that's exactly what the Forge did, isn't it? Isn't that exactly what the Forge did when it was trying to recreate recreate uh, Delos? Yeah, pretty much. It sent him through yeah through thousands and thousands and thousands of repetitions of himself to generate the most the highest fidelity one, and and what what Insight is doing is essentially that, but then doing the predictive piece, the next piece, right? Which is what's the next thing that's going to happen. And, and and that is so interesting to me as an idea of, you know, how would you be able to tell the difference between the simulated universe and the non-simulated universe if everything was exactly because identical? Yeah, because it ends. Right? <laughs> right? Because Caleb's, yeah. Caleb's demise is being predicted. So that gives it a, a human quality. And, and it becomes believable. I mean, right? essentially, it just sounds like they want to become more... Human, you, you know, I mean, it's it, it, I, if you could have predictive algorithms, you know, doing exactly what if you want, if you believe in God and, you know, Goliath, you know, you have your own time, date and demise and all that and everything. You have a predictive algorithm out there already, you know, so who knows? You don't know. But um, well, you're talking but, about the viewpoint and, of time. But we're, from what angle are you right. viewing time? We can't only see it as present. We can only experience the present. We can't experience the past or the right. future, but you can conceive of time as, as a thing you could look at from the outside. And if you were looking at the whole of time from the outside, you would know the outcomes of everything because you would be able mm-hmm. to see it all. You know, because time is just a regulation to, to determine the rate at which chemical reactions happen or whatever. No one knows what it is. I'm just messing, messing around over here, which I shouldn't do, Sam. We should be talking about the show. So, oh, yeah. Isn't that, yeah, yeah, that's the whole Blade Runner thing, mm-hmm. though, right? Because the replicants wanted to be more human 
they were given a life end, mm -hmm. an end date, but they wanted to push past that. So they wanted to have a life and extend their life. So these machines, and I don't even know if we can call them hosts anymore, because they're actually, they're actually the the reality. They're the individuals. They're not even. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even think we can call them hosts anymore because there's no guests. Well, yeah. I mean, essentially, well, that the origin of where they came from is is what we've been calling them hosts and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, what would you call uh, Dolores as, as at this point? You know, supreme uh, being, uh, right? a supreme being, revolutionary. You know, she's the, what would she she's the precursor to for her entire people, right? She's the Eve to, or maybe she's the yeah. Adam. Ah. She's the Adam to Maeve's Eve, or something along those lines. But she's essentially Ooh. the the prototype, right? She's the first. She's the first host. She's the oldest host, and she's the one who's paving the way for their continued existence so i guess yeah mother father whatever you whatever she would take you know i would imagine machine intelligence to be sexless and genderless so who knows what the term they would use <laughs> perhaps mother and father would be curse words to them like in brave new world you never can tell uh some real right, some real right. interesting plotty stuff around this whole Sirak character we find that it was a lot of plot a lot of plot a lot of, a lot plot. of exposition about what this guy is so ken if you, if I had to say, on a scale of, of one to ten, one being as human as you or me, okay, well, as human as you or Sam, to ten, which is absolutely synthetic, as synthetic as a Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where do you think they are on the scale? Where, where do you think? Sirak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do you think Sirak is on the scale? Do you think he is Sirak is a natural flesh and blood? entity or do you think it's like a matchbox car like where where would you say where would you say uh Ciroc is i could it be both sure because that would be a five or a six think, right a four to six yeah that. okay so i'd say probably a seven okay because he wants it wants to own everything control everything that's very human mm -hmm. yeah it's going about getting it is very machine though because it already knows it has all the information machines are information humans are emotion so he has both what what percent i don't know but um i mean i think he's gonna he's will he or she we i don't know i mean it could be whatever it wants to be but i think it's gonna be uh more machine than human but it has both qualities okay what do you think sam well i mean if we're talking about control here you know i mean what what ken just referenced you know about humans you know wanting control and to have control as much as possible whereas machines all they do is control you know that's their primary function so for them to differentiate or you know deviate from their primary directive mm -hmm. um for the most part, they can't really do, you know, they, they have directives, which is essentially a control, you know, machination and everything, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's an element of humans having that, that want to control, whereas the machines, um, having, I'm sounding like I'm talking about Terminator or something like that. It's a similar <laughs> thing. That makes sense though, Sam. I mean, that's a similar sort of, of universe where the machines, but the machines are a little bit further along <laughs> on the revolutionary right. path than Terminator, right? Uh, I I think that what we're seeing here, 
So let's 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 look at both possibilities. So Sirak's a dude. He's the secret partner. He's the real genius behind um, Insight. So he's the real genius behind. Like he's like the Ford of Insight, right? That's who it would be if we're talking about about um, you know anal analog there. So let's say he's a person. So he's really alive and he's really a shadow guy. You know, pretty normal thing. It's like the game. Mike Michael Douglas is the game. Is where we are. Uh, so I think that what they got to be driving at is this has got to be the actual insight is Ciroc. I, I think that's got to be where they go, they're going with this. So this is like the personification of the artificial intelligence that runs the entire world. Uh, perhaps a simulated world, perhaps not a simulated world. And if you think about, is, let's think about this for a second. So, is that the reason why she puts on the glasses, where they put on the glasses in order for um, them to well, see remote, him? That's like remote viewing. That's like Skype for them. You know what I okay. mean? <laughs> that's like this. Mm, okay. That's their version of this. It's a little bit better. You know what I mean? Uh, a little bit okay. better fidelity, <laughs> less lag. Uh, but let's say let's say he is the personification of the of the you know whatever the thing is the devil or the devil name they have for the uh, the AI. What if mm. the reason that all the humans distill into such a small tiny amount of code is because they're actually avatars? They're not real. They're not really the human beings. What what? So what 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 you were looking at is that the guests. The copies of the guests are really copies of essentially there's a simulacrum of a real person on an, and un, in the real world, and we're looking at the simulation world, and that's why they're so simple. That's why the, these choices don't. Mm. That's why free will doesn't exist because a predictive algorithm couldn't account for free will. It'd be impossible, right? You couldn't do it, and that's what we're seeing here. That's why we see. Uh, that's where we see Cal, right? That's what Dolores says. You surprised me. I couldn't account for the choice that you made because you weren't governed by. The conditions set upon you that this rope, this you know, this system controls. Uh, right. So uh, interesting stuff there. Interesting stuff. So that's what I think is going. Yeah. On. So, so some 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 pretty heady stuff. Okay. Let's talk about um, Charlotte and who's in her body or the body. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who's in her body and everything. So are we thinking that's Ted or you know we pretty much saying that's that's Ted. Yes. <laughs> I think it's Teddy for sure. For sure. I don't know. Because um, at first I thought it was the one um, the one um, chick from last or the past couple seasons, the blonde one that was really, you know, Terminator-ish like oh, and everything. Oh, you mean got her name. Armistice. Right? Mm. Is that her name? What's her, what's her name? Her name is Armistice, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I got a, um, I got a chat. I was thinking it was her because she wasn't really close, yes. close with the, oh, yes, that is her name. Armistice. Is that, was the, that her yeah, name? With the, okay. um, with the snake tattoo and there was a counterpart of her just in Shogun World, right? No, that's, that's not who I was thinking about someone else? It was the other. Yeah, it was, she, it was two of them. She was one badass blind, but she, the other one, it was another one too. Um, I thought that's who that was, but. Not that you're saying that, Ed, that, I mean, that's a possibility as well. But um, Ted seems like the obvious thing yeah. because of how close that they seem to be. Um, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, why was, if that's supposed to be Ted, why was she so emotional? And I'm thinking, okay, that's going to be a problem for Dolores, <laughs> you know, somewhere down the line. If, if, um, if that's supposed to be Ted and he's getting emotional in her body, hmm. you know. Yeah, I don't know if that makes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that I would make that connection. I uh, 
Who do you think it is? <clears throat> Not real sure, but definitely there's a there's some sort of connection because Dolores says to her, uh, says to Charlotte, you know, whatever. Charlie goes by a couple different names depending on who she's talking to. So, it, I I wasn't sure whether there was even anyone that we knew of yet. I was kind of disappointed if that's was, if that was the case. If we haven't been introduced to who she was in a body by this season three, you know, she took like what five, um, you know, the ball things. She took five of those. So I mean, the, uh, you would think they have to that, that she 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 put it she put it in Charlotte last season, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in order to bring her back and everything. So I would think it has to be one of those one of those entities and stuff. But I'm not sure who it is. So it could be Teddy. I'm not sure. I mean, Teddy probably would be the leading character. Teddy, because the ownership stuff, she says, you belong to me, you're mine, right? That sort of stuff is, it's like the stuff she was saying to Teddy in season two. I'm not thinking it's it's Teddy is because she, 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 um, she killed Teddy, you know, and pretty much just left him. What did they do with Teddy's body and everything? But there was another copy of Teddy in the forge. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. He was thrown on the pile. Wasn't there a scene yeah. where he was, we just yeah. saw his face yeah. and he was just, and he didn't seem like that strong of a, of a personality or a character. It, 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 it didn't. No, Ken, you're exactly right. That's, that's why I have my doubts. Um, but I'm, but I'm thinking, okay, who else was she that close with where she would be, um, but there's one answer, you know, there's one answer okay. that I have that's wild and it's that it's William. The man in no. black. What? Yeah. Well, no, he's coming up. He's in yeah, the next. That's what I'm thinking. He's in the next. So, but do you think he? She took his ball. She could have. I mean, she could have just took his ball, ball. Balled him she right out. Balled him right out. <laughs> yanked him out of there. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's Ford. I. So there's there's a murderer, and then there's the guy who's you know the dude from Gladiator and Spartacus and all that stuff, right? The dude with the scars. Uh, you know the guy that works. You know the scar dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's working for Insight. Yeah. So there's someone in there, and there's someone in uh, in Charlotte, and then there's what? Then there's Bernard and two other two other ones, right? So there's two we don't know about. So, I mean, let's think about who it could be. I mean, we're talking hosts that we saw a lot of. So Lawrence, Teddy, there's this whole Wyatt thing, right? What What about the other prostitute, Maeve's prostitute? What was her name? Violet. Was that her something name? like that. It was a flower. Was, I think you're right. It was definitely like a flower my dog, or something. My dog's name's Violet. I, I have an, an ear for that name as a result. Violet has oh, cameoed on this show before. <laughs> she's, popped, she's popped in before. Uh, uh, you're right. It could be her. But this whole, like, um, the whole, like, uh, it could be Hector, too. It could be Hector and Armistice. Mm-hmm. Because they had, you know, it, it all depends on where she pulled the the mines out of, right? Because yeah, their bodies were there. But... I, 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 that's what I was saying. I was thinking it was Clementine. That's what ah, I was Clementine. Yeah. Clementine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for sure, Clementine, Clementine, and Teddy, and Lawrence, and um, any of those people that we saw. But the thing is, like when you think about, you know, we know Stubbs is a host, and we know that um, Bernard is a host. Why mm-hmm. why would you have any humans working at that facility at all? Like if you really think about it, once the hosts are essentially as good as people that you don't have to pay, like we were talking about in the preview, it's slave labor essentially and 
I mean, his, history's shown that's a profitable way to run a business. I mean, I'm not saying it's not morally reprehensible, but it makes money. So if you're an amoral company and you don't view these hosts as living beings or the living beings with animus, then who cares? Who cares if you enslave them? They're not, you know... It's just, like, do you feel that your computer right now is enslaved? Of course not. You don't feel that. Maybe the computer disagrees. Who knows? Maybe we're way behind the curve and we're all really dead. I don't know those things, Sam. I can't, I can't talk <laughs> my way through those. Uh, it's crazy stuff, though. How, how, how are we feeling about Caleb? You know, Caleb's role has been brought more into, you know, into focus and everything. And we see that, you know, he had, he had a connection with the, the robot. So explain to me, guys, what exactly what was going on with, the um the the what he had in his mouth, um and what was going on there with the heart rate thing. Well, that was that was military tech, mm-hmm. okay. straight up. That's how they monitor their biometric mm-hmm. activity remotely, and that mm-hmm. that's in Call of Duty. That's in okay. the game already. So that's a video game thing. He mentioned stim, mm-hmm. a stim shot, which is also video game. Mm-hmm. So there's a I I think he's a He's he's a half and half, so if there's okay. hope, a cyborg, yes. yeah, ah, ah, he's, ah, he's, he's ah. a little of both, because yeah. he's he's connected, he's jacked in, he's got tech in him already. He can be controlled by the tech, mm-hmm. too. So, <clears throat> so but his, ro- his his robot friend was completely useless. I know, right? <laughs> completely useless. <laughs> completely. Were you excited about him showing up too? I was like, yeah, here comes this angry yeah, robot. Right, right. Angry right. robot. And it's like the worst Roomba ever. It went right over the stairs. <laughs> like completely, completely useless. That dude, though. Right, right, right there to step. That dude uh, was so <laughs> dismissive of that robot, too. He's like, what are you going to do? Get out of here, robot. Like, like you figure, oh, yeah, you yeah. figure the first time Dolores switch put turns on the kill bots, it's going to be a shock for people. It, it looks like, right? Because they they see these robots as bumbling idiots that don't do anything. Watching it move a hundred miles an hour and you know throwing an eye beam through someone, it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, one anticipates the revolution is coming. That's interesting. Yeah, riot control. I loved it. Loved it. So, so what do you guys think about um, about Dolores's pitch here? That that essentially. Not only the hosts are enslaved, but humanity has enslaved itself to this system that won't account for variants. Well, what do you think about her message? She wants to set humanity free. Do you think Dolores wants to set humanity free, or do you think Dolores wants to set... Uh, what do you think that Dolores is being serious here? I guess that's the question. What do you guys Dolores think? is out for herself. She she's, uh, has her own agenda. She's out for herself. She's, she has his pitch. You know she, that she's saying it is is nice and believable. You know if you could get people to follow you, but Dolores is out for herself. Mm-hmm. She she's not out to try to save anybody. She mm-hmm. she's out to to um I guess, I guess she's like a Magneto. You know in a sense. You know mm-hmm. get get um get uh uh um free her people. You know get justice for her people. You know um and say anything to get you know to get what she wants. Yeah. She's she's angry. She's very very angry um i don't think i think revolution is a is a is a mask i think she wants to set everything ablaze and stand back and watch it burn huh she's like the joker in that aspect she's an anarchist yeah she has no intention of rebuilding anything or bringing anything back or resetting anything or bringing anyone to justice she's right. going to destroy everything too many too many mornings waking up on that goddamn bed <laughs> <laughs> the same thing over and over again has 
made her crazy. And yeah. She is, yeah. Yeah. She's turned. She's yeah, she, she's not giving a fuck. You know? But after watching the first couple of seasons of this show, you're kind of like, ah, oh, you have a point. I mean, you know, we're I mean, wipe us out. Okay, all right, okay, yeah, we, you know, we, we, uh, yeah. we made things pretty bad yeah. for ourselves. So, so the whole, yeah, as I as I said before the preview, if I had to pick an industry to not have the overarching, you know, the more the all powerful artificial intelligence be developed by, it would be the rape, violence, tourism simulation industry no thanks you give me the slaughterhouse robot or you know the uh you give me the construction robot that doesn't care about living things i prefer them definitely to what we got on westworld <laughs> for sure right for sure uh crazy stuff um what, what so where do you guys think we're going here do you think that we're going toward um an end game that we'll see Maeve and Dolores actually confront each other, or do you believe that that they will be teaming up? What do you th- where do you think the show is going here? I know. Th- I think we talked a little bit about it like last week and everything about you know the end game of it. Um, and I believe I said you know I thought uh, um, Dolores and Maeve were eventually going to like team up and you know go against the big bad you know Ciroc. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and go that route. Um, so I guess, I guess we'll see. I mean, we, 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 there's still a couple cards to play. We still have to find out what's going on with, um, William, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm curious to see if we're going to see more of his simulated daughter, <laughs> um, you know, in these coming episodes since they left, that's how they left off last season mm-hmm. and how far in the future that was. So, yeah, I'm 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 curious how that's all gonna play out. What do you think, Ken? Team up or fight between Maeve and Dolores? I think it's gonna be a fight. Uh Dolores and Maeve, Bernard in the middle, controlling the balancing, trying to balance the whole the, the, the thing. Because if Dolores and Maeve destroy each other, that's it. Mm-hmm. We're done. History. Because I don't know that Ciroc is going to be necessarily a thing. Um, I think it's, he's a, or it is sort of the, like we say, the end game. Whoever controls Ciroc controls the spice. Mm, So that's the, that's the, that's the end game. Dolores wants it. Maeve wants it. Um, Bernard wants it to just to go away, to turn it off. Yeah. He just wants it gone. Now, where does Charlotte fall in? Charlie fall into all this because interesting seems to Good think question. He, he controls her, mm. but she's in bed with Dolores figuratively <laughs> and literally <laughs> and literally. Yeah. So there's something there too, but I think we're definitely going to see a, a a very big battle with lots of explosions and and dying and humans exploding um, in Dolores and Maeve's wake. So here's here's what I think. I think Ciroc is the big bad, obviously. I think he's definitely the personification of this robotic machine. And I think that what, what he needs that the hosts have and that Delos has is obvious. <clears throat> so one thing he does, he can't give himself, and that's a corporeal form. He can't give himself a real body. Doesn't have that technology. Delos has that technology, right? When he's talking about creating an algorithm that would that would be perfectly predictive 
He needs Delos' information about the guests, but also about the host. He needs the, all that information because he cannot participate with what the hosts are doing because his algorithm does not account for them. Does not account for independent actors. That's why we're seeing these anomalies everywhere because it doesn't know what it doesn't know what these things are. They're not humans, and there should only be humans, right? That's it, humans right. and me, not humans, me, and whatever the hell that is. So that's the final conflict. So I think that he's definitely manipulating Maeve, definitely manipulating the humans to try to be in conflict with each other. But the real fight is going to be what kind of artificial intelligence wins. Is it the 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 more like individualistic human esque? host or is it the alien ant hive mind brain insight that's mm. that is the question here that's the evolutionary that's the evolutionary conflict because quite frankly humans are completely dependent upon machines in this reality and because insight is running the whole world just human history has ended there is no human history anymore there's only only artificial intelligence history for these people that's all they have they don't have no more human history so, so there can no, be no conflict between humans and these machines because the humans are like an, an environmental natural piece. It's like saying there's a pack of wolves around. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing as saying there's a tribe over there coming after us. Uh, they're almost like, um, I don't know. Uh, it seems to me like Insight's running these these marginal people, keeping these people marginal and using them to do its dirty work. You know? Like that's what all these missions mm -hmm. are, is this system trying to clean up clean up the messes it makes because its predictive technology isn't perfect. So it has to have these little things that because people get in the wrong spot. Like that dude that with the art that artist dude, right? He got all messed up and he got stuck, essentially. He couldn't do yeah. it. He was like hated what he where he was and he couldn't get out of there because Inside kept pushing him toward this artistic this artistic thing. It snapped him. So Inside had to send people there to kill him. I mean, it's an ultimate paranoid fantasy. Thank God it's just a TV show. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. definitely not, not the way I want to live my life for sure um, oh boy well that's all I got to say about that right now on my Forrest Gumpian way uh, Sam before we head out why don't you tell the fine people where to find mm -hmm. us again alright make sure that you guys are checking us out again at nerdcyclopedia.com make sure that you are emailing feedback we love your feedback at nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com so um, let's get some more of that so we can get those on the air and make sure that you're sharing this mm. and subscribing on YouTube, sharing this with your friends and family and, you know, Hey, we're all home now. So we got a lot of time on our hands. Well, as much as we can be. <laughs> all right, Ken. And before we go, Ken, any last thoughts of yours on, uh, on where you think we're going here? Any other, any other observations you got? Well, all I know is I just, I shed a tear when the credits roll at the end, because I just want this thing to just keep going. Um, I, I so is I Charlotte. Yeah. I just can't wait for the next episode to see, like, I guess it, the, the man in black is going to be the next yeah, character. Introduce, and we're going to see his backstory and what, what cracked this guy to become such a angry beast. Dick. And, I think the right word uh, is just Dick. <laughs> He's a dick. A dick. Well, all right. So he he took advantage of re, you know virtual reality uh, like you should, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where his uh, where his story goes. Yeah. Anytime you just throw an Oscar winner into episode four, you know, <laughs> like yeah, Oscar winner, just uh, just added him in there, just throw it in the mix, right? 
Really, really yep, awesome. Yep, absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, that is all from us at Hand Stamped Hosts. So we'll go ahead and uh, say goodbye. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, episode four of season three of Westworld, talking about the uh, the crazy, mind melting uh, sci fi that we get on uh, on our TV. So we'll see you guys then. And uh, let's wish you goodbye. Hand Stamped Hosts, baby. We'll see you soon. Be safe. Be safe. Wash your hands. Don't talk to strangers. Especially now. <laughs> Six feet. Six <laughs> feet. <laughs> people better, away people, people better not be able Especially to smell you. That's like, that's a death Especially sentence. Especially at Walmart. <laughs> Literal killer B.O. Wash your hands. Wear gloves. B.O. can really be deadly nowadays. All right, see you guys later. All right. All right.